Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. I don't know what's in that cup, but it's 10 mm. times better now. Yeah. Yeah, these cups really make things taste better. I think they make beverages 10% cooler or maybe even 20% cooler. They dissipate 69% more heat. <clears throat> yeah, science. Fact. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the show, and you are welcome for that scientific fact about our yep. fantastic Grizzly Cups that are fantastic. for sale. Yeah, these are... For sale, you might actually get to get the one that I just touched, which, whoo, I haven't washed my hands in three weeks. No. <laughs> Rona. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. This is America's Diesel Podcast brought to you by Ben and Tyler at Diesel Power Products. Woo! Uh, the best podcast in the now, last week we claimed Ring of Fire. Yeah. Where are you going? I tried to do Pacific. Um, I said, I think I said last week we're claiming Antarctica. So, well, there's pretty sure there's no, there's like four people down there. I don't think anybody else claimed it. Never heard of the Diesel Power podcast in Antarctica, so uh, <laughs> we're taking it. We're taking it. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody else claims it. That's how it works. Yeah. Fight me. Possessions five, five tenths. I was gonna say five tenths of the law. Is nine it? tenths of the law. Tenths, yeah. <laughs> five tenths. Tap. Well, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes. Spotify. Spotify. And uh, this is a show. We have props. I'm touching Tyler's arm. We do that stuff. Uh, we have our fantastic stickers. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review. Screenshot that. Send it to... Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and a valid address to send this thing to. We'll get you one of these limited, not limited, a dish stickers. The Jammin' Eagle. The Jammin' Eagle. Look at it. Look at it. Just ah! look at it, will you? Okay. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> it is hot. Ow. Burn so, my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so today's episode, we're gonna we're gonna call it the Ben and Tyler's Beater 
car beat competition. <laughs> now, you can probably tell I wanted to say something else there, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> it's the opposite of control. It's the opposite of on. So, Ben and Tyler's beat a car beat competition. Competition. That's what we're calling yeah. it. Just, just know that Is I it, wanted to say the other word. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it sounds so good. Yeah. So we, we talk about beater cars all the time. And, and, and you're may, you know some of you may be sitting there going, why are they talking about beater cars? Well, guess what? It is a great option for someone that is trying to build their diesel truck into their dream truck. There's a lot of things that you may be doing to that truck, which may put it down. Okay, where you can't drive it, especially or if that you're young. you could do better if you could or, put it down. Exactly, you, exactly. Um, and so, yeah. So most of the time, we recommend, uh, especially if you're you're young and you're just starting out with this. I mean, there's plenty of vehicles that you could pick up. I mean, I picked mine up for less than a thousand dollars, and I'm I drove it today. <laughs> so um, it's something that that uh, we would highly recommend you doing. Um, you know, having having an extra rig to where you can really put the the proper time in to your daily your your main truck um to get it to where you want it to be um you know i've been there many a times many a times where there's either been an issue that was unforeseen or something that i was planning on doing that took longer than expected Mm -hmm. um and there's been plenty of times where if i had a little beater car it'd be a lot less stressful takes the pressure (laughs) off yeah takes the pressure off a ton yeah absolutely so I don't know the structure of this episode. I just know what we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to let Ben take it from here yeah. and structure me up here so we can uh, battle our beaters. So I got a list of kind of what goes into, you know, making a good beater car. And we're going to go over some of that real quick before we we, yeah. we have our, our beat competition. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously low entry cost. You don't want to be, you know, there's no reason to buy a super expensive beater car. And what we mean by low entry... I would say, you know, on the low end, if you can find a car that suits your needs for a beater car for less than $1,000, you're doing it right. Yeah. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, I find a car that's super low cost and it's like $2,200. If that fits your needs and it's, it's still low maintenance, I would still consider it to be a beater car. Yeah. There's that kind of that fine line between beater car that, and me and Gabe were talking about today, beater car that has like an expiration date. And beater car that you're just trying to basically keep alive long enough for it to do what it needs to do. Yeah. So that being said, I think that, yeah, like usually the beater car with the expiration date is the one you pick up for like a hundred bucks or yeah. the one that's given to you or someone's like, if you can make it run, you can keep it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the expiration date. So it also needs to be, I would say, you know, it's got to be somewhat reliable. You don't want to be buying a beater car that completely defeats the purpose of having that extra car. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily need to be like the best performing vehicle out there, but you need to start when it needs to start. Yeah. And it may be a little finicky. Maybe it's one of those things where like it's got a, a drain. So, you know, when you know you're going to park it for a while, you disconnect the battery. Like that's, it's okay. It's a Peter car. It's finicky sometimes, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe just put a kill switch inside. I don't care. Yeah. Just when it, when you need to use it, it's there. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Easy to work on. It yes. needs to be something that, um, I wouldn't say necessarily it has to be like the, the easiest car to work on in the world, but it's not something that requires like a whole extra computer system. It's not something that requires 
a ton of special tools. Now you may need to have some special tools, maybe like a ball joint press or something like that, but or like a compression tester or something. But it's not something where you need to go buy like a thousand dollar tech tool to do this <laughs> right. or something like that. Something you may be able to rent from your local auto parts store or that you may have. You know, over time, like I'm starting to accrue lots of extra tools. I got a compression tester, I got a ball joint tool, inner tie rod tool, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and a basic skiing tool, like just yeah. stuff that you may already have. And keep that in mind when you're looking at these these cars too. Like you you might think to yourself like, well, I know it's going to need inner tie rods, and I do not have an inner tie rod tool, but I know my wife's car is going to need inner tie rods eventually. You know, my next vehicle probably is going to have inner tie rods. You know, maybe I'll just go buy the forty. I'll consider that part of the price I got to pay to get yeah, this car. You know, sure. and they're like forty bucks at Harbor Freight. Yeah, and honestly, I've used my inner tie rod tool so far for one vehicle for inner tie rods. I've used that thing for so many other things. Yeah, I've used it for. I call it the uh, the persuader. The persuader. Because it go. fits over a nice big ratchet nice and well, and it's about that long, and, and you can really chief on some stuff with yeah. it. Yeah, perfect. And it also helps for putting barrels on and off AR-15s. Just saying. <laughs> um, let's see. Minimal parts needed. Obviously, you don't want to buy a beater that needs a ton of work. of work. Yeah. You want to buy a beater that has like a whole bunch of little stuff. You know, you know maybe it doesn't run quite well. It doesn't start every time. It, uh, it, yeah. just, it needs a little bit of TLC. You know, you yeah. Help it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and lastly, and there's other stuff here too, but I guess the biggest thing too is it's got to do what you need it to do. And what I mean by that is, do you have 15,000 kids or something like that? Yeah. Do you have like five kids and your beater car still needs to be able to take them all to school? Like your beater car should not be a two-door Civic. Like yeah. be realistic. Obviously that extra car is good for like getting around or scraping by or doing what you do. But if your extra car, your beater car still needs to serve your daily purpose, and you've got a bunch of kids, you know, maybe look into a minivan, look into a Suburban, something yeah. like that that covers your needs. If you're someone who, you know, uses your truck for work all the time, get a little two-wheel drive Toyota or something like that. Get a two-wheel yeah. drive Ranger, something like that. It still has a truck bed. It may not be the best thing out there. It may not move all of your tools where you need it to go, but you, guess what? You don't care about it, and let's say you need to throw a whole bunch of dirt in the bed and get to your next construction site or something like that, or you need to throw an axle in the back or or parts for a tool. You're Easy. not trying to shove a transmission in the tra- you know in the trunk of a Honda, right? You, know, you can make <laughs> it happen. That's the whole idea sure. here. Um, and honestly, like a good beater car, I would say you know fuel efficiency would be nice, but it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. It just needs to get the job done. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm also going to go over. Uh, not good candidates for beater cars. Oh, perfect. Yes. And I was trying to remember the name of this particular vintage of vehicle because I always see it pop up for super cheap, but it's like the worst car to get ever. It's like, I'll get to it, I guess, sir. So, all right, all right. Not a good candidate <laughs> for a beater. Cars that are somewhat rare but cheap. I know that seems kind of weird, but there's a certain, you know, on the graph, certain rarity gets more expensive, but rarity and not sought after becomes super cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I've got this, you know, 1982 Peugeot blah 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 like <laughs> this, this classic European car which maybe in Europe where the parts are plentiful. Yeah. That car over here not work. Yeah. yeah the guy's working. had it for 20 years and he still can't get it to run right. He wants to sell it to you for $400. It's a great starter car. Like yeah. be realistic. It's not a good beater. Yeah. Um there's a couple of those uh like when Cadillac was trying to make some that more front wheel drive, yeah, with um, the Navistar, yeah, they were trying to make some like affordable. It was like an Eldorado. I think it was an Eldorado. Yeah, they made a different one too. It, it was when I was working at the GM dealership. It was like they took 
a Colorado and rebadged a whole bunch of nicer parts from like a Malibu or something like that. But they but they made their own body for really? it. Really, it was really weird. It had really the, the engines were so awkward. It just but it, it's like yeah. you they have you find a car that maybe has like a five year run and never went to like generation two or something like that. They just yeah. have this you know it was around for five years and then they just stopped. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you're getting this car for like free and it's in perfect working condition and you're like, well, I might get two years out of it before I have to do anything. Yeah. And what I mean by that is with this car that it only ran for a certain amount of time and it's say it's already 20 years old, not every part store is going to carry all the stuff they have for it. Like you may, yeah. you may end up finding that for some reason they use some god awful brake pad that you just can't find. I don't know. Yeah. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at this kind of stuff. While you think it might be cool because it's rare, rare doesn't always, always mean good. Yeah, okay? that's for sure. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say the the diamond in the rough for your beater car is when it fits all those molds and the AC works. That's rare. That is, that rare. is extremely rare. Rare. Like, <laughs> rare. like I, when you find it in your budget, you know, it may be a little rough around the edges, but you know, kind of like your Honda, like the windows work, or like like the Durango, like the windows work. You got a stereo in there; it drives where it needs to. It's actually not that bad, kind of growing on you. Yeah. And you know what the best part is? The AC is ice cold. Well, except for my Honda. Yeah, mine is though. Oh, yours is. Well, the the, the Durango is pretty dang cold, but my, my all right. So my we're single- setting the stage already. Yeah. Okay, I've got a 1987 Honda Accord four door LX. All right. Stands for luxury. Probably doesn't. <laughs> but I don't know what that stands for. If there's actual know. acronyms, I know SE is like probably like Sport Edition. Just, LX, like just, just short straight for luxury. up Lux, yeah. luxury. Cameron would know that you're racer. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben, however, he's got one of my. I used to. I had one of these beaters that I cut the roof off. Off of well. I halfway cut the roof off, roof off, and then we tied the half I didn't cut off to the back of the owner here's mega cab, and I went off a jump <laughs> to try to rip the rest of the roof off. Um, good rig. Yeah. <laughs> good rig. Uh, is yours a 99? Yep. Yeah, mine was a 99 Dodge Durango. I think you told me you couldn't kill the engine for a long time. It was on fire. Yes. There was a... <laughs> All right, quick, quick side story. Okay. So, when I was transitioning from my second gen to my third gen, there was a a bit of time there where I needed a rig, right? And so I found, there's this local guy that I I found that needed some, he bought parts from us. Mm -hmm. And so, ended up doing a little trade action, right? So, I bought his parts and I got this Durango. Um, It was a super clean Durango, and I completely ruined it. Like, completely ruined this thing, okay? Yeah, it was super clean. Everything worked on it. I think even the AC worked. I think, I mean, everything worked. There's no rips in the seats. It was mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, me and my buddy put a stereo in it. Like, it was... And then was you good. just took it out back and shot it. <laughs> so, I... Is that... Yeah, I bought... I bought the third gen, and I got that together... And then, yeah, because yeah, because I put the when I bought the because when I bought my third gen, my '06 Mega Cab, uh, the engine was in a crate. I put the crate in the back of the Durango, drove it to my dad's shop, and we I started working. And so I, uh, as soon as the Mega Cab was done, I was like, "Well, I got myself a toy." Yeah. <laughs> okay. And 
I don't even know how this started. I'm going to blame it on Cooper. <laughs> but I don't even know. I don't even know what. You know what? Maybe it's not fair for me to blame it on Cooper. But for some odd reason, we decided that I wanted to make it a, 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 a truck. <laughs> a convertible. I got a <laughs> so truck. I need another one. I was like, you know what? This could be really cool. I got four doors. I could cut the back of the roof off right at the back window mm-hmm. and just straighten her out from there. And in fact, there was a, because this is when we were off of Stanley, uh, that's not Stanley, uh, in no, the valley. You uh, were in the valley. I remember the yeah. thing you were there. And uh, there was this guy driving around this Durango that already had that done and like had filled it in and everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of cool. It's like a little truck bed. It's like a, like a blazer. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and so one day, uh, I'm not going to, disclose if there was alcohol involved (laughs) after work (laughs) um there was a gopro that was strapped to the side of my durango and i decided a sawzall was a great tool to use for this and just started hacking the (laughs) uh you know just started hacking this thing apart right the roof went easy (laughs) the side went pretty easy as soon as i got down to that i don't even know what pan the the rear wheel well area that's where it got a little little tricky mm-hmm. and then when i got to the tail lights i was like okay this ain't happening and it, i have no idea who came up with this idea but we were on like this bubba rope trip like for a while where we were hooking each other's trucks up and just 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 going for it just that's to, when you drug a whole bunch of people in your in your yeah. second, third gen right yeah yeah, yeah. freaking rope tug champion the tug champ tug champ <laughs> tug champ anyways so we got this brilliant idea and i had kind of made a i didn't really make a jump it was like already there because our lot had this big open parking lot and the one side just had this i'm gonna call it a jump mm-hmm. the whole you know the whole length of it right so i'm like that's like a perfect jump and so we decided to chain the back half that i didn't cut off to brian's mega cab and film it all <laughs> Which I think this stuff is still on YouTube. You it can, is. It's like yeah. way back. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, I put a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cody was in the passenger seat with me, and uh, yeah, we just uh, t- took her off the jump and ripped the rest of the roof off. Called her, <laughs> and then Rocky, when he used to work for Hazard, mm-hmm. uh, he welded my diff. He gave me a Lincoln locker. Yeah. And so we welded the diff on that thing, and then I cut the exhaust off because I wanted it to be loud. <laughs> so I cut it right at the downpipe. This thing sounded like a those five twos sound. They're pipey, nasty, yeah, nasty with no my, exhaust. Uh, my ZJ, it was, yeah, I ran that like no Dude. cap. It was like a freaking monster truck. Yeah, <laughs> seriously loud. So I've got this Durango with no roof, with a <laughs> with a welded rear axle, straight pipe. And it just kept going. I, I mean, I wheeled the crap out of it in our lot. <laughs> like, mm. we had this, like, hole in this, the, where all the dirt was from the hole and this big hill. And I was just, like, just rally through this hill, right? And so Cooper used to have these end-of-summer parties at his house. It was literally called the end-of-summer party. Mm. <laughs> and so we decided, let's take the Durango up there. And so we literally trailered the Durango up there. <laughs> I can't get it out of this hole that I'm in and Cooper's on my hood. So we get the bubble rope out again. And he drags me all the way up this hill. We let it cool down. It fires up again and runs <laughs> <laughs> like it was like nothing happened. I'm like, shoot, this is great. And so we get it on the trailer. 
Um, we get it on the trailer the like two days after, so we leave it up there because we're, we're mm. yeah we're not doing that when we're drinking, and we bring it back to the shop. Again, no idea whose idea this was. Bubba rope again. <laughs> I think it was Brian. I think this might have been Brian because this is right when Brian got his mega cab back and was on forty twos with the with the glass and the the the. Yes. Um, but it was dialed. It was like right. Was that right before or after he went to Ultimate Adventure and he carried the crew? I can't remember. It w- Were you there when we drug it off the trailer? No. No, okay. No, I was... So... I got there, like, just... I think Brian sold the Mega Cab, like, three months after I got okay, there. Okay, okay. Anyways, this Mega Cab was... It was it was awesome. This thing was so cool. That was the first compounded yeah. that I ever drove. That yeah, that thing was That's sick. hot. I'm going to say this is Brian's idea. We decided... That we were going to, well, okay, that's what it was locked in drive. That's what that because it like something happened where I couldn't get it in reverse or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think the, I, I don't know, something happened. So he's like, well, we'll just we'll just drag it off. I'm like, well, that seems like a great idea. We have the technology. We yeah. have the technology. Yeah. Again, me and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And, um, I, and I'm sure you put the transfer case in neutral, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. No, this thing was on the trailer, stock, whatever. Hooked a bubble rope up on it, spools that mega cab up, and just launches me off the back of the trailer. The the Durango was bouncing backwards, like like a like right. And I'm like, well, that was pretty violent, but it's okay. And then. Then, don't worry, guys. It's not the Durango is still running at this point. Okay, it still <laughs> fires up, which is unbelievable. No coolant. Pretty sure there, I've never checked the oil in it. I'm. I don't think there is hardly any oil in it. I just so happen to have a nitrous bottle laying around, <laughs> and it's parked on our this road that we had right in front of the shop. It was just like, a, like pretty much like a drag strip. Like, this is a drag strip. Yeah, it was a one-way road, and <laughs> it ended with us. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, this is this is drag, this is drag I mean, race time. I, I did a burn out of there. <laughs> yeah. So I take my nitrous bottle, and I go in the shop, and I find a length of just random hose that fit on the fitting of the nitrous bottle. I zip-tied that to the fitting of the nitrous bottle, and I literally plumbed it directly into the throttle body of the of the Durango, I love it, and you. it's just it's just <laughs> bottle on off. Like there's no no nothing because I've built my own nitrous kits before, so like I, I understand how nitrous works and all this. And I'm like, well, it may work, it may not. I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> so I get it all plumbed in there. I'm like, foot on the brake, foot on the gas, just getting her going, and I gotta take off. And I hit the I open I hit I open the nitrous bottle. The intake completely explodes under the hood like boom just plastic pieces everywhere <laughs> everywhere and it didn't didn't work like i anticipated but it was still cool to cool to see but wait there's more it's still running dude this thing is still <laughs> going i'm like wow this thing is bulletproof and so we just kept on driving it i think i kept on trying to like power break it and do no that's what i was doing i was doing burnouts with it we we're just lightening up lighten up the tires mm-hmm. just lighten them up and so after that, we spent like probably two hours out there just playing around. I go and park it in the parking lot of the of the shop, and I go home. Like three hours later, I get a call 
from I think it was Coop. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Coop. He's like, "Hey, you need to come back here. Your Durango is smoking." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, it's like there's smoke coming out of it." I'm like, "Holy shit!" And so <laughs> I hustle back back to work, and I look. And I'm like, "Wow, this thing's like literally catching fire right now." And so I'm like, "Oh crap!" And it's like ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" So I open up the shop. And I'm like getting a hose out. I'm going under. I'm like putting water everywhere. Like I, I'm. Putting, I'm taking the end of the hose and breaking the vents on the dash. Because I, there's smoke coming out of the center console. There's yeah, smoke coming out of the yeah. dash. I'm like, where is this fire at? So I'm like busting open the vents and shoving the hose in the dash. I'm shoving it in the center console. There's smoke coming from there. I'm thinking, I mean, there's got to be fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm putting water like everywhere inside this Durango. Everywhere. Come to find out, there literally is a fire that has started in the oil pan of the Durango and it literally smoldered for three hours. And so it, it finally went out when I opened the oil and just shoved the hose in the engine and just filled the engine up with water. Like that was the, that was the, 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 the thing that, that, that killed the, killed the fire. But mm-hmm. like, I tell you what, that engine, that is it. And that even, ha- like I said, I've never checked, I never checked the oil on it. I never did anything, never did any maintenance. <laughs> and that thing ran. I, I would guess the last three stupid things we did to that had no oil in it. And it's starting from at Cooper's place. So mm-hmm. I don't know where the oil went, but you know, I know it had oil in it because it right, ran okay. Um, but yeah. The old 5.2 Magnum. Magnum, dude. V8. We went completely off path. We were talking about beaters, but that was yeah. a, that was a fun, that was a fun time at the shop. That was well, so much fun. it makes me fun. feel better because my beater is a 5.2 Magnum built in 99. Woo! So Yeah, seriously. <laughs> At least I know what I can do with it before it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> you can do a lot. You can do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when we cut the roof off. <laughs> Probably never. <laughs> That's a I'll good idea. That's a good idea. Okay. So, man, I forgot the whole... I know. So, yeah. We Story time. What I have. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. My beater is a 99 Durango. It's got about 146,000 on it. Uh, it is a hand-me-down. Ooh, I got you on the mileage. What do you got? 133. On the Honda. And my thing's Cherry. Oh, on the Honda. Oh, so I thought you were talking about your Durango. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the Durango, I'm pretty sure had less than 100,000 miles on it. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> I know. I'm such an idiot, dude. <laughs> I'm so dumb. What a I'm dick. so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, your, your Honda, it's like 10 years young, or ten years older with less mileage. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, and it's it's 100% bone stock. The only thing that's changed on it is it has 31-inch BFD all-trains on it. Other than that, 100% stock. That's how Lynette's dad keeps things. Yeah. Um, you know, just basic maintenance throughout its life. Uh, it's in great shape. There's, like, no major tears. It was in great shape. It was in great shape. <laughs> oh, God. This is, again, why beaters are a good idea. Yeah. But in great shape, starts and runs, drives every time. The AC seems a little... I think it does have a blender door. It's not doing it because yeah. once you... Once you do get on the freeway, and once it, I think once it builds vacuum pressure, or vac, vacuum, not vacuum pressure, can't... <laughs> vacuum yeah. pressure. Once it builds vacuum, <laughs> it may actually close that blender door all the way and allow the, the AC to come through. Um, but I put a stereo in it. It runs great. It was actually really growing on me. Yeah. Like I was kind of... Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, my other beater was the Suburban. I liked... The, the, I didn't hate the Suburban. Like, I hated it because it wasn't the excursion, but for what it was, I liked the Suburban. Yeah. Um, it was very easy to work on. Parts were super cheap. Like it was great. The Durango, 
Um, the reason I'm doing the Durango now is because I'm very fortunate and I happen to get a hammy down for my, my in-laws. And yeah. they, they were going to basically sell it for like a thousand bucks because honestly they blew, but this one blue books for 2100. So they're just going to sell it for a thousand bucks because they're buying a new car. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, if, if you want it, you know, we'll, we'll give it to you. And I'm like, shit, thank you. Like, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, I understand that's very lucky. Not everybody gets in-laws that hand them down nice cars. Yeah. So I it, honestly, it's really grown on me. I put a stereo in it. Um, all of a sudden, the, one of the speakers started working. Oh, perfect. I'm like, dude, this is this this car is doing it. Yeah. And we were <laughs> vibing. Um, and this is my tangent on the Durango. Yeah. So it, it was, it drove like a dog. And when I started tinkering with it, just doing the basic stuff, put some, put some fuel injector cleaner in there, change the air filter. Um, and I noticed that like, yeah, like, and I'm pretty sure that they never actually floored it the whole time they had it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I ran it through the gears, ran it to redline every single gear. Like I'm pretty sure the transmission had never built more than like 25 pounds of pressure. <laughs> the whole, the whole, it's a whole life. So I'm going through and doing my normal thing when I get in Austin and it starts, starts pepping up a little bit. And I started noticing, and it's like a bunch of stupid little things that just kind of happen over time. Like when you floor it, it doesn't really downshift the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Like, hmm, what's going on? Like the transmission works. Like I'm shifting gears manually with it. You know, I move the floor mat, start shifting the way it should a little bit better. I'm like, okay. And then I start getting there and just, I had to lube the spring for, for the throttle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bam, just starts downshifting, doing great. I'm like, this, it, this car's got mojo. Yeah. <laughs> we are good to go. And then on July 5th, I was involved in a six-car accident, <laughs> <laughs> and I got sideswiped, and now the front end is super wonky. Yeah. Um, so sucks. I'm dealing with that with insurance right now. Totally not my fault. Um, long story short, I was in the front of a, basically a six-car pileup. It was like ding, 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 and it ended up mashing me on the passenger side. Yeah. Um, still drove it home. It's still drivable, but we're trying to deal with that with insurance right now. You know, if so, fact, or whatever. But for a beater car, what it needs to do with my family, I have a wife. I have a kid, hopefully two kids in the near future here, and a dog, and it needs to be able to hold them during the summer and luggage when we go on trips and stuff like that. And the Durango was it. Yeah. That is perfect. It does a great job. Parts are relatively cheap. And the, the saving grace of the Durango, which is probably going to make it last a long time for me, there's like no suspension parts available for it. Yeah. There's so you nothing. Can't, you can't mess with I it. I can't do anything even if I want yeah. it to. Like the only thing I could do to it is like I can crank the torsion bars even more and put like shackles on the rear and then just completely shoot all the suspension to shit yeah and then drive it yeah and and, and there's like some power parts for five two magnums but i mean it, it was working great and now yeah. it's sitting in my driveway because i gotta do insurance crap well that's probably honestly my saving grace with the honda is that it's pre-fuel injection okay so it's a car carbureted what is it is that two liter i can't remember what liters it is i'm pretty it's a two liter i think it's a two liter yeah so it's carbureted it's an accord <laughs> okay so i mean sure i could probably lower it but who does that <laughs> but no one yeah nobody <laughs> it's a manual transmission it's got less than one hundred fifty thousand miles it's an lx so i've got cruise control which 50 percent of the time it works every time it's it's kind of weird i, I haven't i haven't the only diagnosing I did was in the very beginning when I was when it kept on cutting out on me and kind of. It was the fuel pump, me. wasn't it? Right. It ended up being the fuel pump, but mm. I, you know, it, I thought it might have been the relay for the fuel pump because there's a lot of issues with those. Um, and that's what you get into with a beater. You may yeah. find some existing issue the previous owner just couldn't figure out, and you can use your brain and your automotive knowledge yeah. to figure it out. 
Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I, uh, I lucked out on parts, like super, oh, super big. This, okay, I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> this is where, and, and honestly, I think you and I, as far as our our beater car beat challenge <laughs> competition. <laughs> I, I think honestly it, it fits both of our needs perfectly. Yeah. But where you have me for sure is parts. Your parts are so cheap. Okay. So get this. Hit them. Okay. Get them. <laughs> so, so first things first. I had issues uh, with uh, again. It was kind of cutting out. It would it would actually die, and then I would sit there for a second and I'd be able to fire it back up and go. Okay. So it, this car has been. I'm pretty sure it's been sitting. It was sitting for a little while, at least when Melon had it. Yeah. Right. So okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, was fuel filter. Too. Yeah, fuel filter. Just do the basics. Okay, cap and rotor because it's carbureted and it's got points. So I did cap, rotor, coil. Um, I mean, all that stuff was, uh, I think, less than fifty bucks. Um, fuel filter was super cheap. Still doing it. I narrowed it down to the fuel pump itself. Okay. So I'm I'm doing my shopping. I'm an online guy. If you haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I did my shopping. I found a fuel pump for like $24. I think it was like, it was something super, super cheap. And I was like, yeah. sweet. Keep it was mind. the whole thing. Like the whole thing. And we're all used to still diesel prices. Yeah. So like, I'm like, this is outrageous. Like, yeah. Diesel so price cheap. for a fuel pump is like 700 bucks. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> so, any, so like art in our mind, anything less than that's like sick. <laughs> yeah. So I get that in there. Super easy to change. Get it in there. Good. Everything's perfect. Then the front brake starts squeaking. I'm on the, I'm riding on a squeaker. I'm like, oh crap. Here we go. Doing front like everything I everything I do, like every rig I've gotten, I'm like brakes. Every used rig, I should say, brakes. Every time. Like the squeaker starts like mm. immediately. I'm like, oh crap. All right, whatever. I'm just do brakes. You, you got bad luck because of the Durango. Probably. The vehicle gods are here's your punishment. Yep. Except so. for I think my luck is over, because when I look for brake pads. <laughs> so I'm not, even gonna plug this web- I'm not even going to plug this website because I'm sure everybody knows, but I ended up finding brake pads for clearance for 46 cents, okay, <laughs> for brake pads. I bought six of them. Because <laughs> okay. well, like, it, it was like a, a, like a $5 minimum shipping or something like that. Yeah, it, it so was- <laughs> I just piled up on brake pads, got the brakes done, no big deal. The car's been perfect ever since. Ever since I did have to get tires for it, um, <laughs> but even then, <laughs> but even then, my tires were twenty four dollars a tire. Like, shipped, shipped. Yeah, I got them locally. A little thirteens, dude. This, I, this. I mean, honestly, I even my because I haven't I haven't been driving the Honda until like three days ago because mm-hmm. it, it did need a new battery, so I spent a hundred bucks on a battery for it. Um, but I. I don't know why I haven't drove it more. Like it's, it's when I hop in it, it feels like a go kart for one. I think once you, if you actually do put like a stereo in it, just even just a deck with a Bluetooth. I need receiver, to. I need to. The headphone, the headphone thing, because I just honestly most of the time, I know it's kind of weird. If we do a, po- I listen to podcasts. Oh, me too. All the freaking yeah. time. Like I honestly, I listen to podcasts more and I listen to music. Um, so I always got, I just got headphones in, which, which does suck. I mean, it's not, not the, not preferred but it's it's getting the job done i get 30 plus miles to gallon with this honda it's got less than one hundred fifty thousand miles on it it's a manual transmission it's got power door locks power windows cruise control like i i'm surprised i'm honestly surprised it has cruise control like an 87 
accord with Gary's like, even carbureted carbureted <laughs> yeah. yeah and it like i said it, it works sometimes i honestly hardly use it but it's it's just a perfect little car and i have such a hard time because even my wife was like you know what why don't we just sell that why don't we just sell it you weren't you weren't driving it why don't we just sell it? i'm like God, I can't do that. Like, I just can't. It's just, like, I got it for 600 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into this car for so little, and yeah. it works so well that even if it sits for the next two years, yeah. when you need that extra vehicle, you're never going to find one that like for that amount of money. Yeah, I mean, there's no major dents in it. It's pretty clean. The paint's faded. There's some little rust spots on the trunk lid and some whatever, but honestly, I don't care. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it looks like. I just... It's just, it's getting the job done. It's got fresh tires on it. It's a manual transmission. The mileage on it is insane. I have never owned something that has gotten that kind of mileage before. So it's like, I can go like a week and a half without putting fuel in the tank, which is which is awesome. So here's the only thing where I think it might have your beat. Winter. Four-wheel drive. Yes. Yeah. So yes. here's the thing though. So your Honda on studs or snow tires rocks. will, will do yeah. what it needs to do in Spokane. Sure. Would I want to drive your car like always silver? No, preferably not. Yeah, <laughs> you know, could I do it? Yes. I'm do ski bums do it all the time, jamming to silver and like the crappiest car ever, snow tires on it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But would I feel comfortable like throw my family in and do that kind of stuff? Mm. No. But you know, in the Durango with the it's got all terrains on it and an actual yeah, four wheel drive. That's where you got me case. beat. Yeah, I that's the one thing I do probably have you beat on. Yeah. Um, but that's probably it, and actually only. The entry price. Yeah, you did get me on that. You, Got him on the entry SOB. price. SOB. Almost a technicality, ah, right? But, yeah, seriously. But that's almost like, yeah. <laughs> people get people get hand-me-down cars all the time. Like, sure. I'm not going to say that. I think, you know what? I think you should, if we're going to talk entry price, I think if you get one for nothing, you should only go off of the low-range blue book on it. I think low price. range blue book on that's probably about eighteen hundred. Okay. Seventeen, eighteen hundred. So then I got you. You do yeah. <laughs> See you how got I just me? molded okay. the rules yeah. to make myself win? Freaking hate you. That's man. how life works. <laughs> <laughs> so beater rigs, highly recommend it. If you guys working on your trucks, seriously, it is uh, having a, a an extra rig. I mean, there's been twice now where I've I've done something to to my truck and had that rig on the back burner. I'm like, I'm just gonna drive that. No big deal. Mm-hmm. It it's it's very very. It's I'm gonna say it's therapeutic. It is. It it's makes you feel a little bit more like an adult. Like you're you're covering your bases. Yeah. yeah, and it allows you to do a better job. Because my biggest problem that I'm sure probably everybody knows but doesn't tell me to my face, but I, low key I know is I rush through stuff. I try to I I I have an issue with trying to get things done too quickly, mm-hmm. especially when working on stuff and th- and that is the number one thing that'll 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 ruin your night <laughs> is going too quickly, making a stupid mistake and then compounding an issue that should have been, you know, alleviated with the first time, but you're mm-hmm. just going too fast. So it's something that honestly I know it sounds weird, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it calms me down, but it, it gives me the ability to know that I don't have to get this done tonight. And that, that, that is, that is uh, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a lifesaver, honestly. I mean, it's... Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, that really will save you from doing, you know, making stupid mistakes. Like even, you know, when we had the extra vehicle, you know, or at least I had access to an extra vehicle when I was doing the high pressure oil pump and injectors on. Yeah. 
on the truck. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I, I know that if I rush through this, I'll be back on the road faster, but I don't have to. Yeah. I can take my time. I can label things. I yes. can go about it nice and easy. Yeah. So it's a huge peace of mind there. Yeah. All right. So we're going to sum this up right now because Cam's giving me the signal that his camera's going to overheat because Cam's a camera guy and that's what he says. Yeah. So overall. Hey, my camera's going to overheat. <laughs> <laughs> my sandals are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> his face right now is priceless. So I would say, honestly, the overall winner for the Ben and Tyler beater car beat. Beat down. Beat down. Competition. Beat down competition and, <laughs> yeah whatever uh honestly i i kind of think tyler wins it and i think it's because <laughs> hey yes winner i'm talking like like yeah. 55 45 here because well think, here's the th- yeah i mean it's it was super cheap to get into really really cheap parts killer mileage killer mileage and the chance of something further going wrong like drivetrain wise very, 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 very low because it's got a manual transmission. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think I totally take the cake on like the nicer side of a beater. I think you do too. I, Super uh, yeah. swanky on the inside, like compared Honestly, to honestly when Honda. I first saw it, I was like, "Damn." Yeah. <laughs> I was like that's it's actually really clean. It's a good. Like, I'm it's growing jelly on me. right now. Again, like <laughs> it's kind of growing on me. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's got rear AC. You know. Yeah. Like, it's it's got cup holders and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the downside. Dodgers aren't known for their transmissions. I've accepted that fact. Yeah. I'm good at pulling transmissions. We have a transmission guy. And that's something my wife knows about too. Like there's a good chance the transmission is going to fall out. I have a major, major thing that knocks mine down. Hmm. There's not one single cup holder in an 87 Honda Accord LX. I've got three. How is me. it an LX and there's no cup holder? That's outrageous. Tell you what, man, so anyways, in, in so the late it 80s, just, it wasn't about drinking while driving. It's about driving your car. To, enjoy the machine. ride, man. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. So I, I do think it's like a 45-55 type split there. Yeah. But that being said, end of the episode, our advice, be smart with your beater. <laughs> be smart with your beater um, and don't beat it up. Yeah, things like older Toyota Camrys, <laughs> Honda Accords, Honda Civics, all that kind of stuff, that's going to steer you in the right direction. Older Ford Rangers with like a two... Toyotas. Uh, yeah. I mean, can't go wrong with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just do your homework Just and be smart it, yeah. about it. That's all we're going to say. Yeah. So on that note, thanks for tuning in. And I, I honestly, I appreciate all you guys' reviews, all you guys' comments. It makes me feel good. Make sure you check out our cups. Our barley juice is almost gone. Our cups, our stickers, our shirts. Look at us. And that's it. We're almost matching twinsies. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, that's going to do this one. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.